At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's going on and welcome into another edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Daniel Salerson. This is a little bit different than our NBA draft preview that we had yesterday as we were going 1 through 12 leading up to the NBA draft on November 18th. Now we have a new coach to talk about with the Pelicans and that is Stan Van Gundy. It has been released that he is a new coach for the New Orleans Pelicans and joining me to talk about the hire, the television crew of Fox Sports New Orleans, Joel Myers and Antonio Daniels. Uh, guys, let's kind of get right into it. I'll, I'll start with both of you and getting your reactions when you heard the news. Hey, Antonio, I'll start with you and then go with Joel. Uh, kind of uh, what are your thoughts on on the hire for the Pelicans? I like it. I like the hire. Um, and the thing is, like, no matter who you hired, there was going to be some some issue. You know, you hire somebody younger, they're inexperienced, and, you know, will they be able to relate? You hire somebody a little bit older, then it's, you know, will he be able to relate? So whatever it may be, I, I like to hire. And I like to hire uh, initially, but then in talking to Griff yesterday at length and talking to Trajan yesterday at length, I like to hire even more. Um, what they were looking for was a coach that can be a leader with his voice, a coach that will hold his players accountable, a coach um, that wanted to be here in New Orleans. And I think that's incredibly important. You know, someone that wanted to be here. New Orleans was his priority, not his fallback plan. And I think when you're looking at Stan Van Gundy, a lot of people will think and talk about what he didn't do in Detroit, not what he did do prior to Detroit, what he accomplished in Orlando, um, his style of play, his way of doing more with less. So I'm extremely, I was excited about the hire when I heard it initially, but then in talking to Griff and talking to Trajan um, about the process, of the hiring and what they were looking for and someone that's going to hold the players accountable, I became even more excited about the hire. Joel, what about you? Yeah, I really agree with AD. Uh, this, and we've heard, man, even Alvin brought it up, that it's a really quiet team. And some of the vets on this team have said it's a it's a quiet group. And I, AD just touched on it. You need a veteran leader as a coach, a strong voice as a coach. 
And that's exactly what Stan was in Orlando. I'm going to forget completely about Detroit because it was a dual role. It was something he had not done before. We don't know what went on in Detroit. We don't know about the distractions potentially from trying to be the head of basketball ops while trying to coach a team as well and trying to make an impact and deals, Blake Griffin and all the things involved there. But I like everything he did in Orlando. So I'm not looking at Detroit at all. And, and the one thing that stands out is build a wall. I won't say what he said, but build a wall. He puts a premium on the defensive end of the floor and everything. And we'll touch on a few things with defense as we go through this podcast, but everything I've heard, because I've talked to so many people over the last 24 hours, he's great to work with. He's very passionate. And another thing I'm going to tag what AD said, uh, we all think Teron Lou is a good coach. We heard about that in Cleveland, but the Pels weren't number one on his list. He met with the Pels, but what AD said, Stan wanted to be here for a couple of other guys. It was a fallback position. So I'm really excited about Stan coming here. I saw what he tweeted out yesterday about him and his wife. Can't wait to get here. I think it's really healthy. Uh, I think it was a great move by Griff and Trajan and everything that they're going to be doing moving forward. I can't wait to hear about the staff as well, but I agree with AD. This is a real positive sign for the franchise. And you know, another thing, Daniel, that, that, um, that really kind of uh, the higher did, you know, th- there are needs and wants of every team. And it's no secret that the Pelicans have eight guys that are 25 or younger on this roster. So that means you are young and you are inexperienced. And what Coach Van Gundy will do is he will teach these young players how to play and win. You don't step into this league knowing how to win. It's something that you have to learn. Zion, he has to learn to win at this level. B.I., he has to learn to win at this level. Lonzo, Josh Hart, all of these guys have to learn to win at this level. And when you have a coach like Joe just touched on that is a leader and that is a teacher and that is invested and passionate about his role here, his job of teaching becomes that much more important on both sides of the ball. Accountability on both sides of the ball. The standard that he is going to hold his players to on both sides of the ball is something I'm very, very excited to see. Yeah, I'm glad he, glad he brought up the structure, the accountability, because those are, are some of the characteristics you hear from a lot of people when talking about Stan Van Gundy. Um, but will there be some challenges with that? This is a different era of basketball, Antonio, with such a young team. Um, how, how does that change things with Stan Van Gundy that, you know, hasn't coached in a couple of years, had the, had the tough times in Detroit, but, you know, was in a different era, you would say, even coaching in the in the late 2000s and in 2010 so far? Well, for For me, I think um, life for all of us, and I think we can all attest to this, even away from the sport of basketball, is about evolution. You know, players have to evolve. The game evolves. The game is going to evolve no matter what you do as an individual. So as the game evolves, the players must evolve. And as the players evolve, the coaches must evolve right along with it. So that's what I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see the evolution of Stan Van Gundy. And what I mean by that is how he relates to a team with this much youth, this much inexperience, like we said, with eight guys 25 years of age or younger. You know, it's that he has to evolve to relate to these guys, but in return, they have to evolve and to relate to him as well. It's a two-way street. 
Yeah, and let me let me tag what AD just said because when Stan took the job, AD, as you know, in 2007 with Orlando, I mean, Dwight Howard was a puppy. Dwight Howard was very young. Jameer Nelson was very young. He worked with a young crew there. He got Turkaloo from Sacramento. He had, and he was ahead of the curve in spacing. He had he had four out and one in. He had Dwight Howard in the paint, and he had four guys spacing because he had Michael Petras, he had Jameer Nelson, he had the prototypical three in Richard Lewis. He was way ahead of the curve. And let me also throw this in about Stan. And I was down to the bubble for a couple of weeks and my partner was Greg Anthony. But while Stan was doing his game with another partner, I couldn't believe how well prepared he was. It's it was point. like, yep. yeah. And AD, you remember when I was doing your games with PJ Carlissimo, PJ would come in loaded for bear. He had so much work done, the numbers, the stories, the preparation. Stan has come in and he was so totally prepared for these podcasts, it, it was just healthy to see that he cared that much. He was that passionate about whatever he was doing. So when people say, well, uh, do you think the game's passed him by? No, he was ahead of the curve with the game. He was a forerunner of pace and space. Now, what he does with this group, I think he'll play to the strengths of his personnel, which is what he did in Orlando. So I'm excited about it. Uh, and, and the defense... Three straight years, don't forget, eight through 11, they were top three defensively in Orlando. Now, he had a rim protector in Dwight Howard, but they built the wall there, too. And in eight of his full 11 seasons, they were top 10 defensively. So this is a guy where we all know they have not been that disciplined at the defensive end of the floor. It's been a premium. It's been a priority for Stan Van Gundy. That's a real welcome addition around here. You know, um, Joe just touched on something that is incredibly important. This morning, um, I talked to Zach Lowe, who who has a big time podcast, and yep. he had Coach Van Gundy on before the before the restart. And I'm sitting there and I'm listening to the podcast this morning, and he's talking about the Pelicans. And what was amazing to me, and I told this to Zach this morning, is how much he knew about the strengths and weakness collectively as a team and also individually of certain players. Now understand, at this time, he's working for TNT. So his job is not to know about one particular team. It's about knowing about all the teams that are present in the bubble. And this speaks to exactly what Joe was talking about, preparation. I'm sitting there and I'm listening to him speak on this Zach Lowe podcast and he sounded like the Pelicans head coach then. Think <laughs> about that. He sounded like the Pelicans head coach back then. We are in July or in August that this podcast was released. And the amount of information that he had with stats on individuals, the strengths and weaknesses of these certain players. And Joe just said something that Stan touched on in that podcast. He said the coach's job is to find out the strengths and weaknesses of his players and put them in a position to play to those strengths. His, his um, willingness to prepare, to over-prepare, is another reason that this Pelicans fan base should be incredibly excited. I'm glad he brought up the podcast because we're actually going to redistribute one that I had the chance to do with him on July 15th before the restart, and you're exactly right. You know, when talking about this team – he knew exactly what he was talking about. He knew the players already, their strengths and weaknesses, their shot at the bubble and things like that. So you're absolutely right. And you all can log on to pelicans.com to, to re-listen to that. And you can see the type of knowledge that Stan Van Gundy has already had on this young Pelicans roster. 
Um, we will talk about the defense in a second. I know you brought it up, Joel, but AD, I think what's also very important with this is Stan Van Gundy's relationship with JJ Redick. And JJ Redick has said on another podcast, uh, you know, he's he's one of the better co- best coaches that he's ever played for. How does that relationship affect, you know, we talk about the eight young guys, 25 and under. How much does Stan's relate relationship with JJ help, you know, evolve some of the other guys on this team? Well, I think Stan's relationship with JJ and JJ's relationship with Drew can make those two guys like a liaison between Stan Van Gundy and also the players. You know, this team, and Joe just said it, this team is a very, very quiet team, a very quiet team. But when you have guys like JJ Reddick, when you have guys like Drew Holiday, who I think they're both leaders within their own right, but they lead in different ways. You know, JJ last year, even though it was his first year in New Orleans, was not afraid to open his mouth and say what needed to be said. Halftime speeches, whatever it may be. Drew Holiday leads more by example, by what he does on the floor. Within one NBA game, the same NBA game, he'll go out and guard Dwight Howard, uh, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Rajon Rondo, all within the same game. So that's a different form of leadership. But I think the relationship between JJ and Coach Van Gundy and the relationship between JJ and Drew now can make those two guys the liaison, almost the connection between the younger, more inexperienced players and Coach Van Gundy. Yeah, I like the way you said that, A.D., because J.J. Reddick said recently, he said, you know, he was going down a list of all the things. He couldn't believe how much he fell in love with New Orleans. And he said, maybe the best thing about New Orleans is I got to be with Drew Holiday. I got to find out what a quality person Drew Holiday is and develop that bond and that relationship for a lifetime. So then when you've got JJ and Drew backing up Stan Van Gundy in the locker room and the guys don't know Stan Van Gundy and you know this, A.V., it's a credibility factor. Right. JJ Reddick. They trust Drew Holiday. If these guys are buying, I'm buying too. Whatever he's saying, I'm buying. And, and so... I've heard only good. I've heard a lot of things over the last 24 hours, obviously, since the announcement. And all of it's been positive about Stan Van Gundy. That you're going to like to work with him. He cares. He's passionate. He's prepared. Uh, This is a real good time. Plus, he's been there, done that. Remember, he's had three 59-win seasons. He's taken a team to the NBA Finals. And put it this way, if Pat Riley didn't decide he wanted to coach in Miami, remember, started that season, Mm -hmm. they got a good start and he took over and I'm not going to go into that locker room because I wasn't there but we heard and he'd have a ring too in 2006 because that's when Pat Riley took over and they won and beat the Dallas Mavericks so there's a lot of reps a lot of positive experiences and, and it's a really good timing is everything and this is the time for this franchise as AD said with all these young guys with a veteran voice a leader like Stan Sometimes they're not going to like what he says, <laughs> but it's, it's tough company. It, it, you know, you got to be honest with people and make them better. And when your vets buy in, like that's, it's different when your vets buy in and your vets aren't a part of the rotation. That's completely different. But when your vets buy in and your vets that are buying in are two of your better players, everything else will fall into place after right. that. You know, I never forget sitting in, uh, the front row for for Tim Duncan's retirement night, and Pop had one of the best co- uh, one of the best quotes I've heard. He said, "You know what, Tim? 
thank you for allowing me and giving me the opportunity to coach you. Because if Tim bought in, everybody bought in. If David bought in, everybody bought in. So if Drew Holiday and JJ Reddick, who was already given um, Coach Van Gundy extremely high praise, if they buy in on a young, inexperienced basketball team, can you imagine the effect, the trickle-down effect that that would have on everyone else throughout that locker room? And you both can speak on this next point because you talk about the relationships. And I'll start with you, Joel, as far as not bringing up what happened in Detroit because he had dual roles. But how important is it the relationship between David Griffin and Stan McGundy, where now Stan really just has to focus on the coaching of the team, but they both will share ideas as far as roster building and, and the formation of this team moving forward? Well, it's it starts with David, and there's a trust factor, or he wouldn't have brought Stan in. And then the, the total investment Stan has, because as we all heard, and AD just brought it up, Stan wanted to be there. Stan was the one who initiated it. Stan let him know, I'd love to coach this franchise. I'd like to be in New Orleans. So there's the, and, and AD knows that he saw it at the highest level. Basketball ops, and now we have it, okay, with Griff and Trajan and everybody they've employed, everybody in that front office. We've got our act together in the front office. Now there's going to be that kind of discipline and organization because that's the guy that Griff brought in. That's the guy he wanted here. So he put Stan Van Gundy in place. So now the communication process is going to be brutally blunt between those two. They're going to be honest and there's going to be that trust factor. It's not somebody that was inherited. It's somebody that Griff wanted here, that Trajan wanted here, that they brought in. So this is just the beginning. And, and I've said to people who have touched base with me over the last 24 hours, I said, there's a lot of talent here and a lot of young talent here to develop and grow. And we couldn't say that when I got here nine years ago. Let's face it, there were some vets, there were some bad contracts. Well, that's not the case anymore. So Griff has the front office in place and now he's got the, the head coach. We don't know about the entire staff yet. And that's going to be, uh, we're going to find out over the next couple of weeks, that's going to be interesting to see, but it's got to be in sync. And now we have that, that we've got that kind of rhythm between basketball ops and the basketball staff. Just as important as chemistry is on the floor, and, and Joe can speak to this, like your organizational chemistry is incredibly important. It's incredibly important. You look at some of the teams that have had sustained success over a, a period of time the San Antonio Spurs, the Dallas Mavericks, the Miami Heat, some of these teams that were able to build culture, it starts up top. It starts up top with the organization and the chemistry that they have amongst each other. Then you guys are on the same page. Then the product that you display and put out on the floor is a shared vision of everyone that's there. And I'm excited about this. I am really excited about this. I'm excited to see um, the vision of, of Stan Van Gundy and what he has for this young team. I'm, I'm excited to see, like Joe said, this is a team, this is a coach that is a defensive coach. He's a defensive coach. He's had numerous teams that have been in the top 10 defensively year after year after year. So now to see when you have two of the better backcourt defenders in Drew Holiday and Lonzo Ball, you know, you have a Jackson Hayes with his length, his athleticism, his agility, um, Brendan Ingram with his size and his length and his elasticity, all of these different things, 
Zion is just pure potential. How do you put all this together defensively to bring out the best in each other? And Stan Van Gundy being the leader that he's been throughout the course of his tenure within this league, I'm, I'm interested and excited to see how that translated in particular to this roster and the way it's constructed. Yeah, and let me throw one thing in that AD touched on. Uh, you it, you got to be in sync, and he's right. And AD, you saw it, and you brought up Pop and, and RC and Miami with Spolstra and Pat Riley forever. And then you look at the potential that this group has, the growth that this group has. So this is an important time. This is a transition period for this franchise. This team is ready for success. Now it's going to come incrementally, but doing it the right way. And this is a big step in the right direction for that. This is amazing. A real big step in the right direction. Uh, as much as you look at those jobs that were open, and there's only one other job, and there's going to be pressure in that job that was, to me, in my estimation, better than this. And that was the Clippers, because that's a win right now. You've got all NBA talent there with Kawhi, Paul George, and overall depth there, veteran depth, but there's different pressure there. And right behind it, because there was like six or seven jobs open this offseason, it was the Pels. Because the Pels have this is all the possibilities in the world, and especially for down the road. And AD, you just brought up Brandon Ingram. I can't wait to see Brandon Ingram and the defensive principles that are brought here with his wingspan, his length. And, and Zion was a great secondary defender, but he, we know he's he's growing. He's got to learn how to play at this level, the NBA game at the defensive end of the floor. So now you got a teacher. Now you've got a disciplinarian and a really good teacher. And we've already said it. J.J. Reddick's vouched for him. That's good enough for me. All right, before I let you guys go, you've all done a great job of kind of describing Sam Van Gundy on and off the court and how great this fit is for the New Orleans Pelicans. Just to put a bow on this and for the, you know, the casual fan that may not know as much about Stan Van Gundy, um, can you just kind of wrap things up? I'll start with you, A.D. Lynn, with Joel about, you know, what can fans expect from a Stan Van Gundy. I know it's too early to tell with staff and, you know, what the roster is going to look like, but what can fans expect from a guy like Stan Van Gundy? Um, I think first um, you can expect a man that will take a stand and you can take that however you want to, mm -hmm. you know, you can take that on the floor or you can take that off the floor. One of the things I have grown to love about Stan Van Gundy is his um, passion and investment and the social justice aspect of things. Absolutely. I, I love it. I love it. And if you can take a stand off the floor with your voice and be a leader and use the platform that you are blessed with off the floor, can you imagine his voice, leadership, and investment, and passion in a locker room? That's what I think fans could expect out of him. They can expect um, discipline. They can expect accountability. They can expect a leadership voice but they can also expect a different team in a sense of on the both sides of the ball. This is the kind of coach that will hold guys to a high standard and hold them accountable for what they do and don't do. Well said. You. Yep. Well said. And we know how vocal he has been on social justice, which we really like. And I'll, I'll tag it with this, Daniel, uh, you brought up the word discipline. They're going to still play with pace. 
They're not going to turn over the ball as much as they have. And then people are going to say, well, it couldn't get much worse. Well, it's going to get better at the defensive end of the floor. For sure. Have a scheme. They're going to have a plan. It's going to be really organized. We saw that when he was at Orlando. And, and remember, he put together a staff. Steve Clifford was his number one assistant. And we know Steve's a good head coach. He's had good people around him. So expect a good staff, guys that are going to be all in. That's what I like. And you brought it up, invested AD. He's all in, whether it's social justice, whether it's his profession, stands all in. He cares. He's very passionate. That's great to see. I think he's going to connect with the community as well. Me too. I've only been here going on nine years, but the people here are so genuine. It gets under your skin. It, he's going to love New Orleans. He's going to, and he wanted to come here. We talked about that earlier. He's going to absolutely love this city. Absolutely. And, you know, I was there in Orlando for one year with him um, back in, in 2010. And I'll tell you, there are still people I keep in touch with to this day that both texted me yesterday talking about how great of a hire this is, how much you're going to love Stan Van Gundy. And I'm sure you all have gotten the same text messages from people. So it just goes to show you um, what type of hire the Pelicans have made here with Stan Van Gundy. Um, great job, guys, kind of giving us uh, an overall view on, on the big hire. Of course, we'll still have more to come when it's coming to a press conference. Um, the announcement of the staff for Stan Van Gundy. And of course, we'll continue our draft preview series as well. But guys, I really appreciate doing this. One of these days, we're going to do a podcast in person. I hope that is sooner <laughs> rather than later. Um, but I appreciate our Fox Sports Television crew uh, for joining us today. Thanks, guys. Thank for you, sure. I appreciate you, brother. All right. Good stuff there from Joel Myers and Antonio Daniels, your television voices for the New Orleans Pelicans. And we hope to hear them and see them soon. Um, on your televisions, as we hopefully will hear soon about what the NBA schedule will be like for next season. And just like all of you, Siki can't wait to get back in the stands with you to cheer on the Pelicans and sing along to our favorite songs again. You're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in the Big Easy well easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on Siki is protected by their buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guarantee. Download the Siki app today, and when the time is right, let's go. As I mentioned, again, a lot still going on with the hiring of Stan Van Gundy. Um, hopefully next week there will be a press conference. Um, keep that in mind. Um, we actually don't know when exactly it's going to be, but hopefully that will be the case um, soon for you guys. And again, as we mentioned here, NBA Draft Preview Series continues. Up next is Nick Friedel, who covers or did cover the Golden State Warriors for ESPN. And we'll have him on to talk about the number two pick. And then again, after that, it'll be Charlotte and Chicago. So plenty of stuff coming on, coming your way on pelicans.com, the mobile app. And also download the podcast on iTunes. And also, again, you got to go back to pelicans.com and look up the podcast I did with Stan uh, from July 15th. This was right before the first game as Stan had the call between the Pelicans and the Jazz in restart game number one. So much knowledge already on the Pelicans. It was a really good discussion. And so if you want to kind of hear a little bit about Stan Van Gundy, um, and his thoughts on the Pelicans from three months ago, um, log on to pelicans.com and check that out. Big thanks for all those listening. Again, big thanks to Joel and Antonio. And until later, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the Pelicans podcast presented. See you.